Welcome to Revitalize Your Relationship. You are listening to episode 57, Body Image, and my interview with Lauren. Hello there, lovers. You are in for a treat today. I am going to be having a conversation in this episode with my friend and fellow life coach, Lauren Siesco. Now, Lauren's a new friend. We met recently, but we had one of those like instant connections and I just really admire what she is doing as a life coach and her work on body image. So I had to have her on the podcast and I will give you a little bit of a disclaimer. We're going to talk about body image, but we are also going to take that conversation to, uh, a few different places. So there's going to be talk about some bedroom things. <laughs> if you have kids around and you don't want them to hear about what happens behind closed doors, then maybe don't listen to this podcast right now. <laughs> we are also going to be talking about some things I have never told you about on the podcast. Uh, my experience in a spiritual community, how I met my husband, um, my own experience of childbirth. Uh, Lauren doesn't have kids, so she was asking me some questions about what the birthing experience was really like. And it's a very candid conversation. So we're going to share our opinions about a lot of different topics. And I just always want to remind you that these, of course, are just our opinions. But I think that if you are interested in the topic of body image, you're wondering what it's really like to have kids. Uh, my Some of my unspoken uh, thoughts about being part of a spiritual community that my husband actually lived in. He kind of lived in an ashram for a long time. So I'm going to tell some things that I haven't told before on the podcast. Lauren is going to share some things about her dating life as a single woman uh, and how body image sort of plays into all of it. So this is a very raw, unedited conversation. I hope that you do enjoy it. And if you want to learn more about some of the work that I do, some of the work that Lauren does, in the show notes, you will find a link to our sites. You can head over to revitalizeyourrelationship.com slash podcast. And in the episode 57 show notes, I will let you know how to get in touch with the amazing Lauren. All right, here we go. <laughs> Enjoy this episode. Take care. Okay, so first... Welcome. Can you tell us who you are and why we should listen to you? Yes, absolutely. So my name is Lauren Ciesco. I am a certified life and weight coach. And you should listen to me because I'm all about helping you become the next version of yourself. And really what I specialize in is helping women with accepting their bodies and fully showing up because there's so much BS that we tell ourselves these stories about how, and I think my classic story was I'll be happy when I lose the weight right. or I'll be happy or I'll find a man or I'll be lovable or I'll like, get that dream job or have the perfect relationship when my body is right. And I think it stems from like so many different so many different places. And I think part of it is, of course, our society and culture of how we have this stigma that we have to like look a certain way. And then that's always portrayed in the media with very thin women. Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, we have, you know, our own minds where we think that 
this like judgment of ourselves or like this kind of this idea that when we grow up, it's like going to be rainbows and daisies and that you're going to have like the perfect relationship and you're going to have like, and you're going to feel amazing. And like every, you know, if you just do, you know, A, B and C, you'll have this perfect life. And I think that that's not the reality of life. The reality is, is that we're human. And I think that, you know, I'm always about this body and, you know, really want to focus on this podcast is like how we show up in our, our relationship to our body and how our relationships with our bodies show up in relationships with our spouses, our friends, and all relationships because it's all connected because it's how we see ourselves. And when we're not truly don't have the right image of ourselves or we're not happy with ourselves, it, both in our mind and in our physical appearance, we don't fully show up to the world and everything that all that we value and all that goodness inside of us is trapped and we're not getting it out. So that's really what I help people do is showing up, getting rid of those limiting beliefs about what our body should look like, getting rid of those stories that we've been telling ourselves and like really owning who you are, owning your body you've been in and, and then finding that purpose and like getting out there and shining bright and not caring what other people think. Oh, that's so awesome. I'm so glad you said all of that because, you know, I came from this yoga background and I remember distinctly, there was this one day I was sitting with two of my friends who to me, they're like an LA 10. Mm -hmm. They're like just so gorgeous, so put together. Like they just were like my vision of what like a perfect looking woman is these two gorgeous girls. And they sat there for, I'm not kidding you, 30 minutes talking about all of the things that were wrong with their bodies. And I just remember like sitting there in silence. And one of my friends later said, it's so great. You're not self-deprecating at all. And I, I remember just thinking, I'm like, I'm just sitting here shocked that you could be looking at yourselves who like, I think you're gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And you are like, oh, my my like ass is fat or like I have cellulite or I have gray hair, like just these silly things that they were obsessed with. And I remember just thinking like, I would never talk about anyone that way. The way that these two women were speaking about themselves, Mm -hmm. you know, I felt like I was like in high school (laughs) and like these two people that I loved. And I think what you said about, um, it's almost like, being obsessed with like our bodies in that way turns all of the attention in on yourself and it does completely inhibit how you show up in the world. Yeah, so true. I think I think that's probably one of the biggest I think that thing that holds people back is that they think in in I'm going to take this to like a little woo-woo here where it's like we're we're souls having a human experience mm-hmm. in this flesh on our body. And we forget that it's like our goodness is like what's on the inside and like the core of who we are and like who the core of who we are is like the thoughts that we think about ourselves and how we feel about ourselves. And when we're putting so much emphasis on this flesh that we that carries us around of our bodies, we're missing the point of like what the purpose here, which is connection mm-hmm. and, and contribution. And also, like, I think the point that you made, like, when we're focusing on ourselves, that's where suffering is in. Like, suffering comes when we're thinking about ourselves. How you get out of your own way is when you focus on others. And I think it's about taking and bringing it away from your body and making it about others. And that's really, like, the gift of life is to be able to give to others and and not be hung up on yourself. Yeah. I mean, and I... 
I mean, as women too, sometimes I know people listening to this will hear, I have to give more, I have to give more. But I think what Lauren is saying, and like, I would definitely agree with this is it doesn't mean like give more things, do more for other people. It really is like give more of who you are showing up as yourself in the world. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I just, so many of us, you know, you don't necessarily have to be like a life coach to offer people incredible gifts in your everyday life. And when you're sitting there just like thinking about your ass, (laughs) (laughs) it's kind of, I just think it's like a colossal waste of time. And I mean, I'd be interested too, Lauren, to hear um, because a lot of what we talk about here on this podcast is is the relationship piece. How does this show up in marriages and and long term partnerships? Like, or even just when you first start dating somebody, how do you yeah. see this showing up for people? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think that. Well, first off, back just our presence is like our present, you know, like being present with people and like being able and and like what you said, like when we're thinking about our asses or we're thinking that we look too (laughs) fat, like that, (laughs) like that is, you're not fully present with that person and you're not being able to be there. And like, I think everyone, like our true human desire, everybody, especially in relationships is that we just want to be seen. We just want to be heard and we just want to be felt like we're being made important, that somebody's like seeing us and hearing us. And when you're all caught up in your own crap around your body, you can't give that to somebody else. You can't give, you can't be there and like give to somebody else when you're stuck in your own stuff. And I think that's why with, you know, relationships. And so first off, like full disclosure, like I'm like the ultimate single girl. I love (laughs) it. Yes. And I don't want to like, I'm trying to actually like get out of calling myself that because I'm ready for a relationship and I'm actively dating. But let me like, from my point of view of both mostly being single and then also dating in relationships with my body and like my problem. So back, back story is, um, I was a binge eater for 20 years and that's how I got into life coaching and that's how I got into body positive work is because I tried to, the reason why I became a binge eater is because when I was a little girl, I somehow picked up from my parents that I needed to be perfect or that they were very critical and they judged my body. And so therefore I turned to food. I became obsessed with dieting. And the only reason why I became obsessed with dieting is because I needed to change my body. I needed to be thin to be happy. I needed to be thin so that a man would love me. And I remember my mom always being like, oh, you want to look nice or you want to you mm. be presentable. Like, just, and, and by the way, my parents are the, so amazing, such good intentions. <laughs> like, I won the lottery when it comes to We love to you, them. mom and dad. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But we just like, we don't realize sometimes like how as parents that like we say things and it's like picked up in certain ways, but I remember. And so that's kind of like the beginning of like where my disordered thinking about my body played into relationships or their lack of relationships, because I was so obsessed with becoming the version of me was that was thin and that looked perfect so that the right man could love me. And I was miserable and I ended up getting into an eating disorder. And what happened is that that eating disorder kept me out from actually dating for 10 years. And like, because I was so obsessed with my own stuff. And then when I finally did get into relationships, I wasn't fully in relationships because I was trying to hide my binge eating or I was trying to hide my disordered thinking because I thought that I needed to be perfect for that man. 
because that's how I thought my happiness and how I would be lovable. And, and that's why like, I'm so love this. And that's why when we were talking about doing a podcast together, I'm like, let's talk about body image and let's talk about in relationships and with people, because this is so important because people don't fully show up when they're so self-conscious about their bodies or they stay away from dating or they stay away from fully being them because they're concerned about themselves instead of giving to the other person. We just need to get out of our own way and get out of our own heads is really what it comes down to it. You know, it's interesting that you talk about that too, because I notice a phenomenon with a lot of my clients who've been either like with their partner for a long time or they've been married for a long time. And they like have this moment sometimes of waking up and feeling like they have no idea who they are, who their partner is. And they've just like spent the last 10 years managing the expectations that they think the other person has of them. And a lot of times it's around like sex, the body, like intimacy. I think, I mean, could you maybe speak a little bit about how this, like what you've maybe experienced in your own life, dating um, and body image in terms of like the physical piece of it, like the intimacy Mm -hmm. piece of that? Yeah, absolutely. And I, and so, I mean, I, I don't know how racy you want me to get, but get like, racy girl. Okay, <laughs> This is an explicit podcast, everyone. So, listening. okay. So here's, here's my experience with it. So when I was in my twenties and I was in that diet mentality and thinking that I needed to be happy and thin, how I showed up sexually in my relationship with men was very much like Am I doing it right? Am I pleasing you? Like am I, I need perfect? to like. Am I being perfect? Like, like I had to have the like like I had to like sit on the bed the perfect way so he can't see my roll and like you know what I mean like or if like I'm on top I'm like in the right view so I look good like you know? I love it <laughs> you know where it's like we very much it's like that like the like great example like the um the way that movies project like those love scenes you know what I mean like yep. everything's perfect and it's like. And so, and when I was in my twenties, like I was pretty thin, but it was by like willpower and doing all the wrong things and diet pills and like crazy stuff that we do in our Mm twenties. And now in my thirties and I'm 37 now, and I'm heavier than I've been in my twenties, but it's funny because I don't want, I'm not at my heaviest, but I'm towards, I'm right in the middle of like where I've been. Yeah. But I love myself so much and like how I show up in the bedroom now is just like, yeah, just like take a number boy. Like, you know, like this is my show. Like I'm going to do it my way. I'm not worried about like how I look or like what's going on. And it's crazy because I get more compliments from men now because they love how I'm so uninhibited because I don't, I'm not thinking about my body. I'm not thinking about like the small things. I'm thinking about him. And I'm thinking about me and like when I'm showing up because I'm my, I'm not in my head about my body anymore or like, am I pleasing the person instead of just like, I'm showing up as me and it's fun. It's like, I never thought that I would be able to like be voluptuous. Like, and I'm not fat at all, but I'm not like, oh, you're in, like, gorgeous. I used to, thank you. Or even I, if or, we were, who cares? Exactly. And, and that's the thing. And it's like, it's fun like in my thirties to <clears throat> not feel like my body needs to be perfect, to not feel like I need to be perfect and that I'm having the best time dating and like the best sex of my life because I'm not thinking about how it should look. I'm not thinking that it's a thin is going to make me happy. Instead, I'm coming from within and my soul is lit up and that's what's very 
what turns men on and what like why men want to be with me is because like I I'm a real person and like I'm happy and like I'm confident and like that confidence is in our head and the sexiness is in my head and I'm like I love it now I love looking at my body and like not seeing it's perfect and I love being like damn, like I rock this body and that's sexy. And like men feel that energy for me. And I think it's just so funny because my like 20 year old self would be like thinking that like that would have never been possible or like would have been mortified that if I was talking about this on a podcast, (laughs) you know? So it's just like, that's, that's really the work of like coaching and the, the gift that you give yourself, like the permission to be you, because you know what, like, I'll tell you, like, I haven't taken this poll, but I'm sure if I took this poll, this is how it would go. Men would rather have a woman that was a little bit more voluptuous. That was like in the moment that was like, that was confident. That was like very much just like not self-conscious versus somebody that's thinner and self-conscious and like acts like that. Like men like love it when you're just like yourself, like that's the sexiest thing. And on top of that too, when you show up and you're yourself, you give permission for them to be themselves. Totally. And then they get to show up and it's like that reciprocation that makes that relationship even better. Oh, so good. I mean, I think so many people miss that point. Like your body is your vehicle. You get to travel around and live this life in and you want to treat that thing well. It also has all of these amazing, like pleasurable sensations that it can experience. And if you're sitting there hating on yourself all day long, it's going to be really hard to enjoy that. Yeah. And enjoy sex too. Yeah, like for sure. I, like I remember like when I was younger and like, I looked great. That, like, and I remember like, I realized like when I was like in true acceptance of my body, cause I was going through some old pictures and I found a picture of me and I was like r- really thin. And my first thought was, Oh, I'm really thin. And my second thought that was so surprising was, Oh shit. I feel so bad for that version of me because I hated my body and like I was miserable at that weight. Yeah. Because I was like so self-conscious, but when you can just like let that go, it's like freedom. (laughs) Yeah. Total freedom. I mean, like, I guess some of you have never seen a picture of me if you've been listening to the podcast, but like, I've been a skinny bitch for my whole life. And I definitely have had like phases where I looked like the typical, like starving model, like, frame and was like exactly the same. Like I look at old pictures of myself and my like skin was all perfect and everything was like just exactly where I would love to look in the mirror now and see that. But I have had two kids. I have cellulite in places. I, you know, I, but I love my body. Like I, Mm -hmm. I, we were just talking about this before we started recording, but I work out now. I work out now purely for the joy of like getting to move my body and do something for myself and just to tune it all up. Mm-hmm. I don't work out now to like keep some lofty ideal of what I think a woman should look like. And it's really funny when something's motivated from that self-love and for that self-care purpose, it's so much more fun and it's so easy rather than it being like a self-deprecating, like, oh, I should work out because I ate a cookie. Yeah. (laughs) Or I should work out because I'm getting old. 
Like that's my, yeah. that was my like new one for a while. I'm like, oh, I'm getting older. I'm also 30. Am I 37? I'm 37 too. Yeah. But now it's like, I just need that time for myself. I'm doing mm-hmm. this for me. And it's so nice. It's just like, it feels like a whole different thing to let go of the, the way it's supposed to look. Yeah. Movie. Yes, absolutely. And I say all the time, so like, I think the most dangerous word for us, and it sounds so innocent, is this word should. Oh, yeah. I love to tell my my clients, I'm like, stop shooting all over yourself. (laughs) I say that too. I love it. (laughs) Because they're like, oh, I should be doing, or I should have eaten this, or I should do that, or I should do this, where it's like, you didn't. And when we think it should look a certain way, and once again, going back to relationships, like thinking a relationship should look mm-hmm. a certain way causes yeah. so much suffering. Thinking that our body should look a certain way causes so much suffering. Like thinking that we should have worked out causes so much suffering. And I think that just like a gift that we give ourselves to like accept what is, accept your partner for who they are. Yeah. Accept your body for who you are. Because when you go into or in, when you're in a relationship, like, and you accept things for what they are, it, it allows you to not argue with reality because when you think it should look a certain way, you're like, you're setting up false expectations for oh. yourself and your partner. Yeah. And I think that's like where a lot of the root of like relationship misfunction can go sometimes too, because you think it should look a certain way, but there's a gift in this acceptance and like allowing it to be what it is. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, another thing too, I mean, we're talking about relationships and relationships have so many configurations. Um, I think that there, it's just really interesting that when people are saying things that they, they like in coaching, we all like often say like, you're telling me it like it's the news that all these things are wrong with you, all these things, but you would never talk about your partner that way. Like I would never scrutinize my husband the way that I used to scrutinize myself. Not in a million years. Yeah. Ever. And I just think it's really interesting that we think that, I mean, a lot of women, um, a lot of men too, <laughs> think that their partner is like looking at them and like imagining something else and wishing for something else when that's just very often not true. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd say 90% of the time they're like, oh, I get to have sex with you. Woo. Lucky me. I like to go in there and just be like, Hey, they're grateful. They're grateful Mm -hmm. to be with me. I'm so grateful to be with them. And it just sets up a whole different like chemistry, I think in, in the bedroom and definitely in every other aspect of a relationship. Oh, absolutely. And when, and once again, this like projection. So I, I love as life coaches, like we're always thinking about, so we're having thoughts about other people's thoughts. So in relationships, (laughs) like we have a thought about what we think our partner is thinking. And then we have a thought about that. So it's just Mm -hmm. like this big projection of like, and, and that's where I think a lot of people go wrong in relationships where they make these assumptions about what they think that their husband or their partner or whatnot need is thinking about them. And then they base And then they create a whole belief system based off of what they may or may not be thinking. Yeah. And then they project it onto the relationship. And I think too, like another thing with relationships is that we often think that relationships are there 
to complete us or like oh, to make yeah. us happy. Uh-huh. And I know our master coach talks a lot about her relationship with her husband, about how it's just like, it's just like the icing on the cake. It's just like, I am there as a whole person. And I think that's like when relationships get so good is when you aren't expecting your happiness to come from that person or you're not expecting that person to fulfill something in you, but yet you just rather show up as you are and you allow your partner to show up as you are. And together you guys have like full acceptance for like what you guys both are achieving. And like, that's when it gets so good. So true. Yeah. I mean, that's actually, I'd say that's maybe even something that I never told, I don't think I've ever said this on the podcast. So my husband and I actually met in a spiritual community and I never like a lot of my former people who are part of that, we'll call it a cult. Mm -hmm. And I just don't say cult because I think it like triggers images of something very nefarious, which it wasn't for me, but they had a really interesting approach to relationships. Mm -hmm. And one of the things was that the idea is that like you come together to just like be in each other's orbit and enjoy each other's company and like be on this journey together. But when you have like issues and problems, you go and you talk to about it to those things with about those things with your like peer group. Yeah. And it was really interesting because this was kind of maybe a a less evolved way that we think about it in coaching, but it was so interesting to know and be taught in that sort of spiritual context that my husband's job was never to make me happy. He was like literally just there to be the object of my love. Yeah. So when we, when we started like learning all of these coaching tools, um, I'm like not as far along on the coaching train as Lauren, but it was something that I just felt was so incredible because I think we give so much of our power away. Mm-hmm whether it's assuming they're thinking something about the body, your body, their body, whether it's assuming they're thinking something about the way you cooked dinner or uh, parented the kids. So I think every argument begins and ends with an assumption. And if you really redefine the role of who your partner is supposed to be to you, It just, I think there's so much freedom there. Like it's, it doesn't have to be as hard as people make it. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. And it just like, it gives you, it takes you off the hook. I feel like when you enter a relationship, when you're like, oh, we're both like, we're just, we're just there for each other to love. Like, I'm just mm-hmm. there to love you. You're just there to love me instead of like, oh, I'm there for you to make me feel good about myself. I'm mm-hmm. there for you to give me approval. I'm there for you to like fix my problems where it's, it's so impactful. And I think too, like even like relationships with friends or people too, like my best relationships with my friends are when we just like, show up and accept that person for what they are. And just like, I'm just, you're just there for me to love. Like, you're just there for me to have fun. Like you're just there for, for us to like be the best versions of ourselves. And like, that's what I think the best relationships when, when you just don't have that attachment to an outcome or you don't have expectations for that person to give something to you or for your approval. And I think that's like self-approval and kind of back to this like body acceptance thing is that like we have to like do the job of like accepting ourselves first and accepting our bodies first. And then that's when you like, that's when you have more to give to the relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
I said this a little while ago, but it's, it's like you show up on your first date and you're really there to enjoy each other. That's why like new love feels so fun. Mm -hmm. And then slowly it's like, you've kind of weaved your partner into this contract where they now work for you. They're now your Mm -hmm. like personal assistant and they get paid really shitty salary. (laughs) (laughs) With with now expectations put on them. (laughs) Yeah. And there's no vacation time. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's interesting because I think a lot of people put expectations on their body. Like if we kind of take this into like even the, that realm, like, why are you expecting your body? I think about this, like, why would I expect my 37 year old body after having two kids to look a certain way? I actually feel like having children liberated me to not have to conform in some ways. Just like, oh, this is what, um, this is what a a body that has happened to do natural childbirth looks like. And this is how it functions. And it's all exactly as it's supposed to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm interested for, with your like birthing experience and having kids, like what is being a mom and birthing kids like taught you about your relationship with your body as well as like with your kids? Um, with my body, it was so funny because everyone told me that it was going to be like this supernatural, like, you're going to be so great. You're going to just like love being pregnant. It's going to be amazing. And I hated it. Yeah. I hated every minute of it. It felt so weird. It was cool to feel the babies kicking, but it really, I think the thing that it really taught me was that I can do something really hard that I don't totally understand how it's working like, I have no information about how this is all happening, <laughs> but I can do this thing. And um, I never, I, when you were talking about being the ultimate single girl, that was me as well. <laughs> I never yeah. thought I would have kids or get married or any of this stuff, but it taught me that like, I can, I can just do something really, really hard that I don't fully understand that I'm totally unqualified for. And if I'm bringing like love to the table, that's going to take me really far. Mm-hmm. And it made me so grateful for, um, you know, my body that didn't have a heart attack while I was giving birth to my kids because it was hard. Yeah. And being I a re- parent is hard. And the whole process, it was like just training for it to be hard and then it's hard. And there's so many beautiful amazing moments. I don't want to like put anyone off of having children, but you know, it's not, your kids are not like an accessory that you can take with you, like a nice purse. They are like (laughs) doing a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I mean, I could have really turned around and hated my body after that whole thing. You know, the, my boobs are saggy and my nipples are twisted. <laughs> I've got like extra, extra skin on my stomach that's going to be there till I die. But I look at that and I'm just like, oh, this body is crazy cool. Like mm-hmm. I, I made humans in here. Yeah. <laughs> and it's such a, and I, I don't have kids. I actually actively decided that I don't want kids, but it's interesting because I have a lot of friends that have kids. My sister has had kids and I think that the birthing experience is such a beautiful metaphor for like 
for, for like being a mom. And like my, my best friend, like, cause I like literally, I, I, this is so weird, but I'm going to say it anyways. Good. When I was like younger, I used to be afraid of pregnant women. Like yeah. literally like when I was a little child, like I would, and even like in my twenties, like my friends were all pregnant. Like you could see like the baby moving in their stomach mm-hmm. and like my friends would be like, Oh, so cute. And I'm like, that's so gross. Like, it's just, looking. Like, yeah. like just have like zero, like, I don't have any desire for kids. And I also have like zero desire to like birth my own kids, but I'm always interested in talking with people that either love giving birth or that like are open to it. And one of my best friends recently was telling me how, cause I was telling her, I was like, I'm really afraid to have kids. And she was like, yeah, I've thought about that. And she's like, if you think about it, giving birth for a woman is the closest that you get to dying almost because you have to like physically like when the baby's coming through and like I said I don't have kids I'm guessing how this is like (laughs) like the pain and like the like everything that's going on it's like you have to go to another place in your mind to survive that you have to like literally like give everything that you have to bring this baby through your body and I think that's just like such a badass experience and I'm like sad that I'm kind of sad, not sad that I'm going to have it, but I think like, it's so admirable to people that like, that give birth. Cause it's just such a, it's the closest that you're going to get to like this living on the edge of like life and death in that yeah. moment of like having a child. Yeah. Or you get an epidural and you don't feel <laughs> exactly, <laughs> <laughs> which I did in both cases at the end. I was like, all right, I did the, I, I would do the same while. by the way. <laughs> <laughs> But if you think about it, like for like centuries before we had like medicine and stuff like that, like what women would have to sacrifice for like their babies and for their bodies, you know? And like, that's why I think it's so important that like body image and like mindset and doing coaching around our bodies is like so powerful because it's a gift that we give ourselves. And then I also like know friends that like have like sexless marriages after babies for like multiple reasons. But part of it is because they're so ashamed of their bodies because they like can't, they they can't stand to look at their own bodies. And then, and then society puts expectations on us that we need to like bounce right back and have this perfect body. And I think especially now with like celebrities, exactly. And you see all like the (laughs) magazines and the people and all of those with like now the tabloids where, you know, like two weeks later, so-and-so is back at work and look at her being in body, but it's like, that's unrealistic. Yeah. Yeah, I actually am really glad we're talking about this piece of it too, because like if your body does something like a lot of times it's like giving birth, it could be going through like a a chronic illness or something like that. When your body goes through that, like it's traumatic and it's changing like the process of being pregnant. Everything changes so quickly, get a lot of fun symptoms from that. And then suddenly you just like, it's like you just drop off about 10, 15 pounds <laughs> and then your body has to fluctuate through that. And there's all of the chemicals and hormones, like there's a lot going on. And I think the, the emphasis that culture places on the external, like bouncing back mm-hmm. is so crazy when you think about what's happened inside and the, the shift of identity that's happening inside for many women. Like it's a traumatic oh, yeah. shift of like going from a single person who 
goes out for brunch whenever they feel like it to like toting 16 bags of baby shit with you <laughs> everywhere you go. <laughs> so yeah, yeah I'm, I mean, I think if I could, if I could give everyone one, you know, kind of thought or, or something just to even play with, it would just be that your body is your, the vehicle of your potential and it should be treated with love and respect. And this is, you know, definitely coming from my background as a yoga teacher, we had no mirrors at the studio that I taught at because what I wanted, always wanted people to focus on was their internal experience, not the external expression. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I would be really interested if you could like, I love, if you could wave a magic wand and just implant something into people's minds about body image, what would that be? Ooh, that's a great Wouldn't that be good if you could? (laughs) I know. And by the way, I say that all the time with my clients. I'm like, I have a magic wand. Like, what are the results you want? Because I think sometimes like we have to give people permission to like dream, like if Mm -hmm. they could have any results, like what would they actually have? And I actually have to say that to people. Like, I'm not thinking about realistic. Like, let's think unrealistic. Yeah. Okay. So advice that I would give for body, except if I wish everybody. I mean, it's not, maybe not the same for everybody, but. Yeah. Just. It's a gift. Like, body acceptance, doing the work around loving your body is a gift that you give yourself and you give the world so that you can show up fully. And the truth is, like, no one fucking cares about your body. <laughs> like, so good. Yes. Oh. Like no one else is so thinking true. about it. You know what I'm thinking about when I think of my friends about how amazing they make me feel or how much I love them for who they are. And like, am I, I'm never not a friend with somebody because of like the way that their body is. And I think that we just put way too much emphasis on our actual bodies where like spend that time, like instead of like hating on your body, if you spend that time loving it. Now, the other thing that I want to tell people, and these are for people who, somebody who really has been stuck in self-loathing for their body Mm -hmm. and they can't possibly see that it's possible to love their body because they're like, oh, like I can't even think about loving my body. Like it's a process Mm -hmm. and it starts small. So like, I want to just give like one little actionable about for people who right now who are maybe listening to this and they're like, this is a great conversation, but like how, like how do we love our bodies? Because I think that's the hardest thing. And it comes down to first, like being willing to let go of everything that you once think is true. Where like you, you have to be willing to let go of all of those beliefs about you thinking it should look a certain way is step one. And then second is just, I like to help my clients with using bridging thoughts. You don't go from, I hate my body and I've been stuck in self-loathing for years. And I like wish I could take a magic pill so I could lose weight to like, Mm -hmm. I love myself. I'm so sexy. (laughs) I'm so beautiful. Like that's not reality. And nor do I ever expect you to do that. So what you have to do is you had to come from I'm willing to become the person that loves my body. Yeah. I'm willing to become the person that accepts my body. And maybe you just start with just letting go all of that, of the negative stories and the self-talk and you just go to, I have a body. And I have some clients where for the three to six months we work together, we just get to them getting very neutral about their body. Like, yep, I have a body. It's okay. And that, and then from there, it took me. I would say really, truly about two years of like 
resetting my mindset and resetting the way I looked at myself to get from hating my body and feeling like I had to diet so that I could, because that no one was going to want to marry me. No one was going to want to be with me until I was a certain size to I'm exactly where I need to be. I love my body. Like the reason why people want to date me is because of like who I am on the inside. And it's so liberating and it's so freeing to be able to give yourself permission to like get, make that shift from putting the emphasis on your body to putting the emphasis on the inside of you. And it's a beautiful journey and it's worth your time to like put the effort in and like become that version of you. It's the best gift that you can give yourself. And then once again, it's, you're going to benefit in all your relationships with like putting in that work and stop needing validation from other people too. So it's just like the gift that keeps on giving is like learning how to love your body and to accept it because you just show up so differently too. So well said. Yeah. I think a lot of people do the kind of like sort of bullshitty affirmation thing. Yeah. And it's like, I'm just going to repeat that I love my body a hundred times a day. And why isn't it working yet? I think it's just really important to remember that you've lived your life thinking a certain thing and it's created a very deep groove mm-hmm. and you can't just like insert a new thought into that groove. Yeah. It, it does take that, that bridging, that um, like a thought that does feel a little bit more neutral. And, mm-hmm. and also true, like just I have a body is so much better than I hate my body. Yeah. You know, it's, it is more neutral. It, it opens the door for so much possibility. There's, when you don't have a body, then you're not going to be able to do very much in the world. Yeah. But while you've got one. Yeah. And I think the last little thought too is on comparison. Like we can't talk about body image without talking about comparison because that's really where like it stems from. And I heard this great analogy where like a dog never goes to a dog park and is like, why are those dogs smaller or bigger than me? It's just like, no, they're different breeds. They look different. Same with us humans. Like there's people that are like petite and tiny and there's people that are tall and broad and there's people that are big and round. And and, and like, that's like the human experience experience is to have everything. And so I think it's so important. And this is another actionable step that people can take is we need to define what we think is beautiful and what we think should be is beautiful should be what we look like. And so it's about this confirmation bias of like looking for evidence that are going to support this new belief. So like one of my favorite things to do with my clients is I take them and we do like a a detox from their social media and we go and I have them unfollow anybody in their feeds that are like, that need to be thin. Cause I remember I used to like follow fitness, like all those like fitness people. Cause Mm -hmm. I thought that I like was going to be a fitness competitor. So I could like, cause if I was fit, people would want to date me. (laughs) People would like, (laughs) like me. And I like recently in the last, like, few months have been like going through my feeds and like unfollowing all those people. And instead I'm following body positive. So now when I look through my feeds, I see people that look like me, or I see people that like are like curvy and beautiful and like owning it. And to me, like, I want to see people that are owning their bodies versus people that are thin and like fit. Like, I don't even think fit is sexy anymore. Like, I think it just like, that's a lot of work. (laughs) It is a lot of work. I was just going to say that. Like, I've always been super skinny. It's just kind of the the default. But like when I try to get like fit, like get muscles and stuff, that seems like a lot of work. And for sure, if I really wanted to, that would be great. But that's just not where I want to spend my time and energy. 
Mm-hmm. And I think that like people can own that too. It's like, yeah, we could all go to the gym if it was really super important and it felt really amazing. We could all just totally do that. But if there's other interests you have in your life, <laughs> like who cares? Yeah. Enjoy your body. It's so incredible to just be alive and have a have a body that functions. Like mm-hmm. it ain't gonna be around forever. Right, exactly. And like start with where you're at. Like and even totally. if like maybe you have like illness and because I, I used to um I have herniated discs in my back. Oh, so like yes. tons of like issues with my back for my life. And I think I look back at that contrast. So if you have any if anybody listening has ever been like sick or as terminally sick, it's like, it's about that gratitude. And I think that like gratitude is like one of those places that could bring so much like instant joy to you of like being like, yeah, like at least I look at how far I've come or at least I'm not dead. (laughs) Like like comparing to like what you do. Comparing in a positive way. And yeah, in a positive way of like what you do have. And I think that that like bringing gratitude in and then like, once again, like the happier you are, the more you're going to give to your partner, the, the more you're going to show up in your relationship, like they're happier you're going to be. And so like, I can't stress enough, like how important it is to do that, like inner work around your body and like accepting that body. Cause it's like the best gift that you're going to give yourself and that you're going to give your spouse too, because they're going to be happy that you're just like, yep, I love how I am. And you're going to show up even more sexier in the bedroom. Cause you're going to be like, yes, I love what I, I love what I look like. <laughs> And they love that, you know? (laughs) You heard it here from Lauren. Go out and enjoy that body. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Enjoy it while you're doing the work. It's all meant to be enjoyed. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Oh my gosh, you're so amazing. Okay, one more thing I need to ask you. Mm -hmm. I want to know where people can find you. I'm going to post a link in the show notes, but spell your name for us so that we can yes. find you. So my website is laurenciesco.com and that's spelled L-A-U-R-E-N-C-I-E-S-C-O. And that's where it I'm. I'm also really active on my Facebook. I do a lot of Facebook lives. I love talking. Um, and I do a lot of Facebook lives about body image slash weight loss, except I don't really talk about weight loss because I help people realize that they don't need to lose weight. However, I do still help people lose weight. So it's like this interesting, um, and, and like really like my specialty is like body image and like helping people like that are like binge eaters escape mm-hmm. from like that, like that image of like thinking they need to change their bodies. So yeah. it's all about like freeing yourself and, and really becoming the, getting out of your head and getting out of your body so that you can like show up and freaking own it. Like that's yeah. what, that's who I work with. Yeah. Because I, 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 I love Lauren's Facebook lives. I've been watching them recently. Um, but it changes so hard if it's coming from a place of self-loathing. And I think if you're really, you know, wanting to make some changes to the physical structure of your body for whatever reason, that's totally fine too. But doing it from a place where it's for you and it feels liberated and, and free and you're doing it from a place of love for yourself is such a different approach than like every other person out there. Like yeah. it's just to do it from a place of love, to do it from a place of for you. And then maybe to like come to a place where that's not really what you need to do anymore. Yeah. It's just awesome. So I think everybody should go follow her. 
And I just want to say thank you for being here because it's been so fun to talk to you. No, thank you. I love having this conversation. I love you. I love what you're doing to the world. I think that this like work is, is so, so valuable. And, And that's what I like. I love connecting with other life coaches because all of us at our core, like we just want to make the world a better place. And we do that by like coaching one person at a time and like helping them. And like, really, I, I see that like our jobs is just to help people believe in their dreams. Lauren, I will post a link in the show notes today to her so you can learn more about Lauren and what she does. 